Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Hi everyone, Lisa Tarmati here at Pushing the Limits, once again with my bestie and my business partner, Neil Wagstaff in Havelock North. How's it going, Neil? It's good, thanks mate, it's good. Good, and we've got another show for you today. What are we talking about today, Neil? <laughs> We're going to be talking about using technology. Technology is a great thing. It can be a scary thing. It can be something that can we can use to our advantage, but it also, if it's used inappropriately, it can it can really slow us down with with getting the results and performance we want. Yeah, so technology, and we have to qualify that in regards to training. Now we're talking about <laughs> um, using technology generally. Yeah. Um, a necessary evil in our world but we're actually going to be talking about things like your watches your heart rate monitors and your stravas and map my runs and and apps and and that type of thing and how to how to use it and what benefits they bring the pros and the cons of doing it um and how we use it a little bit with our athletes with some of them and not with others and why that is um so neil what watch do you use for starters what's your favorite I'm a Garmin fan. I've been a Garmin fan probably for the past four or five years now. Um, it allows, it gives me the information I want. Um, I find that it, for the length of runs I'm doing, it, it gives me gives me good battery life. Uh, I like the accuracy and and like the like the feedback it gives me. Yeah, so I've got a I'm a Garmin girl too. A Garmin Forerunner two three five is my one. Um, and I'm not a big statistic person generally, so like you're a lot more statistics orientated than than, than me personality wise. But I still find that uh, things like you know your sleep and your sleep quality and and how deep you are sleeping and um, some of those sort of aspects good as well as your heart rate monitor when you're training. Um, but I don't get absolutely hung up on all the statistics like some people do, and some people that's a that's a benefit. So we're both Garmin fans, but there are a lot of other uh, great watches out there, Sonto. Um, well, some of the others, Polar, um, you know, having a watch that is a sport oriented watch that you can use it whether you're doing lap times, if you want to control your heart rate, um, all of these things can be beneficial. Let's talk a little bit about um, heart rate monitoring, how you can use that to um, monitor the intensity of your training. We've just put up a, a, a blog on the, our website at lisatarmody.com, uh, which looks a little bit it was a quick, it meant as a quick guide to um, how to uh, sort of work out how intense your training is based on your age. And this is a bit of a, you know, a, a guide not uh, to be set in concrete. But Neil, do you want to discuss that a little bit and how that heart rate? Well, the beauty, I mean, the beauty of beauty of watches these days is if you're giving the watch accurate information. So you, when you set up your watch, it'll ask you for your age, it'll ask you for your resting heart rate, it'll ask you for various different types of information. So the watch will give you a very good idea on training zones anyway. Um, what we're not so good at a lot of the time is following those. So if your watch tells you you need some recovery, mm -hmm. then listen to what it's, what it's saying. So the, the idea being that once you've got your heart rates in there, then if your program says you should be doing a high-intensity interval training session, then you're going to be operating up at 85 90% of your your max heart rate if you should be doing a recovery run then that could be lower down at 55 60 maybe yeah. top 65% of your your maximum heart rate so the the beauty of the watch is it will give you all of that information so you can use the watch based on your program to say right these are the, the zones and areas I want to work in 
If you're not using a watch though, and you just want a, a snapshot of how hard you should be working, then you can use some simple formulas out there. We use the heart rate reserve method or Carvana method. And what we're looking at there is um, just doing a simple 220 minus your age. Once you've done your 220 minus your age, you then take off your heart rate, um, sorry, your resting heart rate, and work out your percentages from there. And most people we recommend you work out from 60% up to 90% in 5% increments. Um, and then you simply add back on your heart rate to that, your resting heart rate to that number, and it'll give you a training zones. So easiest thing to do with that is refer to the blog. Lisa can put that in the show notes for today, and that'll take you through, walk you through how to do it. And it'll give you an idea of where you, where you should be working. Where this becomes really useful is if you've been struggling with runs or you feel like you could get more potential out of your body, then actually doing either a full max heart rate test or actually seeing how your heart responds on a run is a really useful way to work out are you really getting best bang for your buck. good example is when we, when we, ran, um, when we ran across the country um, yeah. for, uh, for Samuel's Trust. And a few years back, I'm, I'm notorious for going out quick yeah. and really focusing. And this is a good example of, of how not to, not, to use a, not to use a watch. I become very focused on my case per minute. Okay, yeah. so I'm focusing, right, I, I want to sit at, for example, a five-minute case. And that's, that's what I want to um, be doing. So if I'm, if I'm doing that, then that's fine up to a certain distance. If I need to be running longer, then that's going to hurt me. Yeah. So what worked very, very well for me with heart rate is going, right, I need to be operating at a much lower heart rate. So if I'm operating at around 135, 140 beats per minute, then I know regardless of pace, I'm going to be good for a long distance yeah. because I can, I can hold that. So bringing heart rate into the mix there really does start to, it made my training more effective. I didn't worry about speed. I worried about, right, I stay in these zones. I set my, watch, set my watch to beep if I went above it. And then no worries on how fast I was going. I needed to know that I could last a long time and a long, yeah. a long period. So use it for your, for your goal. At the moment, I'm running a lot shorter and I'm more interested in getting results for my mm. four, four and five K times. So I'm more interested now in taking the data out and going, right, I want to know that heart rate zone, I should be pushing hard for some of my runs and it should be up in the 85, 90% effort. More importantly, I can keep an eye on how fast my Ks are. And then again, on top of that, from a technique and um, performance and um, efficiency point of view, where's my cadence at? So I know if I can push my cadence up, my efficiency is going to get going to get better, and therefore I'm going to be going to be getting closer to my goal. So use the information, in particular heart rates we're talking about here, to apply it to your goal. Okay, apply it to your goal. If you're getting warning signs like you're going out and doing a recovery run and it's showing you that you're 70, 80, 90 percent of your max heart rate, mm. something's not right. With the, either with the technology or your body. Yeah, and this is actually um, where, where this, this method has a little bit of limitations, and I know that in my, in my life um, is, is I don't actually conform to the, the age thing. So 220 minus my age, I, if I'm running at that and then trying to do 60 to 80% of that, then I'm actually in the anaerobic zone, according to that, a whole lot of the time. Um, so it's a general rule of thumb and it doesn't always give you completely accurate results. So sometimes like, I'll be operating at a higher heart rate than I should be, but I know that I'm actually aerobic still. Um, and, and I know that because I've got enough experience to, to know where my body's going anaerobic. So what we do with a lot of our one-on-one -on -one clients, Lisa, and there's, there's a couple I've done this with in the past, um, 
the past few weeks is we send them out to do a max heart rate test. Right. So this this can be done on um, this can either be done in lab conditions, which isn't practical for most people. So no. we, we've got a field test we put in place, which if people are interested in, we'll send you the guidelines on what the field test is, mm-hmm. and then that will give you a true maximum heart rate. Once we've got the true maximum heart rate, then we work out the percentages from there. And in both these these clients' cases, um, once we've got the true maximum heart rate, we then start getting more bang for their buck from their interval. Um, their interval sessions and their threshold sessions because all of a sudden we were pushing it up a beat because like you yeah for their age their average. yeah they, they weren't they weren't falling into the averages so if you're interested in that what you've got to be willing to do with that though is with the field test you've got to, you've got to be comfortable get, yeah, get pretty much going to your to falling over. Going over yeah which isn't much fun but yeah because that is that that, that rule of thumb rule of 220 minus your age you know can be completely skewed if, if you're particularly fit for your age Hopefully that's what it's showing me, and that's therefore not uh, quite appropriate. So, um, just understanding the limitations of the the rule of thumb there, and then using it to your best advantage. Um, and the other side of the flip side of that coin is that you can become so tied up with the science. And we we have some some of our athletes are like this. They're very much well looking at their epigenetic profiles. Most of them are uh, crusaders, like you, Neil, and they're very analytical. Steady on, steady very. On. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about the different biotypes and, and uh, epigenetics? We can uh, take you through that one day. Um, but very analytical, very statistic-based, very want to have all the data and want to be able to work completely with data. And that works with some people. But other people, they find that completely intimidating. They don't want to know all that. They just want to be able to run and enjoy. And, and you know, and, and sometimes people get a bit obsessive with the statistics, and that can become an actual negative as well because you can be so focused on that, you're not actually listening to your body and not actually actually feeling, how am I actually feeling right now and should I be pushing this? So it's, it's having the, the, the experience and the wisdom a little bit to use the technology to your advantage, but not to, not to be a slave to the technology and, you know. Um, totally, totally agree. And one of the ways I've, um, I've overcome my um, obsession and addiction with numbers is I, uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I no longer, plug my, my, my watch in I plug it in to charge it but I don't save any of the data or download any of the data I don't actually look anymore uh, at this point in with where I'm at because I use the watch to see where I'm at on my run and then I won't compare runs from previous runs or anything like that I just look at where I'm at on the day I use our wellness check yep. with all our clients so you get a subjective view before I leave for my run where am I at from a nutrition point of view a stress point of view a hydration point of view movement niggles injuries um, and then I, I take all that and go, right, I feel good to go. Um, my scores are good. And then I just keep an eye on my watch as I go. But I won't anymore um, use it as a, to go back and track, track data. Sometimes, though, that's useful. And for some of us, as you said, for some of our, our clients, we do do that because it gets some great results. But it's very important, which is what you're alluding to, is that you use it to your, your advantage. You yeah, really your personality it. type. Yeah. You know, and you make it work for you. And the other, the other danger with uh, things like you know Strava and Map My Run and Co and all those apps that that monitor you know your kilometres you're doing, the speed that you're doing it at, the, the the route that you're taking, and the comparisons to last week. And then you've got 
all the, comp the competition that comes out through that. And like, I know my husband finds that great. He loves it. You know, he's always putting his stuff up on Strava and comparing how he did last week on that route to how someone else is doing and um, comparing where he's on the ranks and all that sort of crap. Whereas I, I just not interested in that. And um, the, the problem that can come with that is then that you come, you, you're very much com competing every time you go for a training run and you're not actually doing what's on your actual training plan, which said you should be going out for a cruisy day, recovery day, and then you're going fast because you don't want everyone to think you can only run X amount of minutes per kilometer. And, and so you get too competitive and you're not actually following the structure of your plan, if that makes sense. And the flip side of that is also that a lot of people just want to collect kilometers for their Strava account because if it didn't, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. It's a bit like the Instagram, you know, life didn't happen if it wasn't on Instagram. And that mentality can also trip people up because, uh, you know, you, you're, you're not doing it for the right reasons and you're not, you're competing all the time rather than actually having a benefit. And what's most important is that you realize that strength training and mobility training, which is what we preach all the time, is also a part of your training. So if you're, in a, if you're getting an extra 10 Ks a week, but you've sacrificed your strength and your mobility, you're going to be way worse as a runner in the long run than if you had done those you know and that's the i mean that's that's the beauty of our app as well lucy's because you can like strava yes yeah. i mean we don't that's actually should be our, our next strap line if it if it ain't i'm running hot <laughs> strength and mobility session over ain't i'm running hot it didn't it didn't happen I love that's, it. That's, that's, a, that's the beauty of what what you are we can connect our, our app up with strava and garmin so you can not only see the runs you see the mobility sessions completed and the um and the strength sessions completed as well so it's getting that but yeah. But getting that balance, getting that balance, as you say, is is key. We're just going to come back to the personality types a bit as well, Lisa, because again, for some people, we're going through the pros and cons, and there's not going to be. We're not going to give you a perfect answer at the end of this podcast saying this is how to do it. We just want to make you very aware that what you should be paying attention to. The other thing that some people get great results from is being part of a community. So it's a big part of what our business um, at Running Hot is built on is being being part of a community where you get support. So the technology can provide that as well. It can help you do that if you are part of a community, if you are sharing it on Strava, if you're part of a sharing it through Garmin, if you're doing it through Running Hot, then it does it does definitely help with um, allowing you to know that you've got that support and accountability around you. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's, once again, using it to your advantage. And you know, so with our app, so we have a. a you know, a mobile friendly app that you can you have on your phone and you can use it when you go out and you'll get all your mobility workouts, all your strength workouts, as well as your run session. So it's not just counting your kilometers and ignoring the other things. So it's actually quite good when you have it on your calendar. Yep, tick, tick, tick. I did, I did my mobility, I did my strength and I did uh, my actual run sessions too. Whereas Strava only counts your kilometers, eh? <laughs> so um, th that's really important, I think, too. Um, what else, you know, what other sort of technology stuff is out there, Neil, and um, what else do you use? I mean, like there's, you know, running with music, running... Well, I use, yeah, I use... I, I've, when, um, when we started creating our programs, like, I, like five years ago, Lisa, as part of creating the programs, I went through the process of checking they were, and one of, the, one of the things with building one of our foundation programs was using a metronome. So for five weeks on our... Our foundation one program i literally ran with a metronome to make sure that the intervals we were putting together 
the sessions we were putting together, they worked, they did what they said on the packet and they got the results they, they should. Once I tested it, we then tested it with other people. Again, does it work? And as we built the built the programs up, that's that that's how it was done. So running with a metronome is great if you're looking to increase cadence and efficiency and run more comfortably injury free. You can download, we use one from Frozen Eight. You can download a simple metronome, put it on. If you want to do what I did and run with a beep in your ear, that's a reasonably insane way to do it. Yeah. Um, if you'd rather listen to some music, I now I now use, I just go onto a Spotify list mm-hmm. and I will um, download run music for 180 beats per minute. You right. can do it at 170. There's various different options on there. So do a base test, which you can easily do straight away. Go out and count your cadence, how many times your foot touches the floor in one minute. Times it by two, you can do it off your left foot or your right foot, and then see where you're at. And if you want to increase it slightly, go and get some music. If you're at 168, go and get some music that sits at 170. Yeah. So what, is a, good, what is a good cadence, you know, like um, for people who don't understand what cadence is, the speed of your feet that are turning over, and the, the less time you're actually on the ground, the, the more efficient your running style is. So if you're planting your foot in the ground, you've got a very slow big long strides but slow step and you're putting all the weight into the ground each time then you're not going to be as efficient as someone who's just um you know like running on hot coals if you like and going very fast with their legs smaller smaller steps perhaps but they're going faster um that's what you call a high cadence and, and that coupled with all the technique stuff helps you run faster basically and run more efficiently correct this energy um and you know that's a topic for another day is forms and drills and so on but um, so what is a good cadence, Neil? And why well, if, you, if, you, if people to go and Google it now, then they probably get around, they can, well, they would, they get around the 180 plus. Hmm. And some of the stuff that people will read and don't, again, don't, don't, don't get hung up on it. Yeah. Another example where technology you shouldn't get hung up on is, you know, if the one, 180 is the sweet spot and anything above that, then great. That, there's great evidence there that shows that. However, what we'd rather you do is see where you're at now. So we like, we're like definitely fans, and we've both been there, fans of meeting you where you are at right now, yeah. um, and then helping you improve from there. We've had great wins with people improving their cadence from 168 to 175, and now they're running pain-free, no injuries, um, knee pain that they had had is gone, and they're quite comfortable. Do they need to get up to 180? They might get some more wins, but if they're happy where they are, it's about the individual. So please... When you're looking at all your numbers on your watch, your heart rate, your speeds, your cadence, however you're doing it and whatever type of technology you're using, please use yourself as the baseline. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing and understand, which we've talked about on other podcasts, your why. So don't worry about, we speak to a lot of people that want to get here because that's what what the world says I should do. That's what you're told you should do. Get to where you want to be because it's your purpose and it's your why. And understand that, yeah, improving cadence will help. Um, having a better heart rate will help, but it should be better in relation to where you want it to be to, not yeah. uh, Olympic athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't all have to be Olympic athletes and we can start where we're at. And it's, it's comparing you to you always. And we're very big on that anyway, that it's not about comparing yourself to every other person on the planet. It's about, you know, doing doing the best for your body at this time and for your goals that you've got set out for us. What other uh, technology, I'm just trying to rack my brain of different technologies that are out there. I mean, what's your take on um, running with music uh, in regards, like for safety, I'm like not a great fan of, of wearing headphones or having things in your ear when you're running on roads and stuff. Um, and even on, even in the bush, like if you've got 
both ears covered. I sometimes run with like one thing in one ear. Um, it's you, you, I like to be aware of my surroundings and you're just sometimes if you're too into the music and it can be very motivating can be really good but you watch out for traffic mate because you know I have been hit once and and uh, when I was running through New Zealand um in Auckland and I had my things on and I just didn't hear this car come around the corner and hit me luckily I wasn't injured but you know it could have been different and that's because I had the things in my ear um and even in nature I like to there's this subtle things that your brain picks up when it's actually tuned into your environment and when you put in something in your ears and it can block out that part of the perception that's on that almost subconscious level um and you can you know not hear somebody coming up behind you or there's you know those sort of things so just being aware of your safety or at all times if you have got stuff in your ear um what yeah else correct that's uh, and that again be it will be very personal it'll be very much down to people's people's health type profile and where they're at what makes what makes them rock but i think the key message there from as you say is make sure it's it's safe it's yep. um and you're you're aware of the environments around you if you really are going to need your senses then don't block them yes exactly but if you're running in a safe environment that you know you know where you're going you know what you're doing you know it's you know it's very safe then and music helps you then then use it to help you it definitely helps me i'm a huge fan of running music but there's certain times where i won't yep. if i'm running certain areas um or yeah places i don't know but it does it allows me to relax and get into my it certainly is a motivating thing and uh, it, it is good um i was just going to go to uh, in regards to technology uh, and i've lost my train of thought now <laughs> i think the i think the the the, the bits we've covered there at least with the you know the, the main ones the watches the main message we wanted people to take away from this was you know understanding how to use it to your advantage yeah all the understanding, understanding how to apply it to your um to your programming, to your goal, to your why. Um, I think what you mentioned there as well, the, there's so many apps out there to help you with your, with your running, with your, with your fitness, with your health. It's choose things based on your why. I think yep. should be the, the clear message. If, if you're going to add a tool into the mix with your training, the tool should help you get to your why, your goal, your purpose a whole lot quicker. Mm. If the tool is you're just adding it in because everyone else is using it, then if it's not going to give you any value, don't use it. If it gives you value personally, and that's where we can help because for some people with our programming where we're so right, heart rate training is definitely for you. For others, we wouldn't even, some people, some of our clients, I've actually told to throw their watches away. Yeah. Put them away, we don't want to put it away in the drawer, you're not using that for the next six months because it's confusing the issue. Yeah. With others, we say, right, you need to go and buy a watch, but that's because it's very relevant to their, to their why and what they want to achieve. Personality. So when you're making your choices, make it based on what you wanna what you wanna achieve. Listening to your body is always a good message, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think that's probably covered that that subject. Any last words that you wanted to uh, put up in that? Any other areas that you wanted to cover off under this? No, I think with with just bringing people back to full circle to what you finished with there on our um, our wellness check. So do what you're getting from a technological point, technology point of view. Please, please, please listen to what your body's saying. So our wellness check allows you to do that from a very subjective point of view. Mm. So going through a simple checklist of where your body is at each day will let you know where you're at. Trust your, trust your heart and trust your gut with your decisions as well. 
that's you, probably a whole, no, whole other subject. That's a whole other subject. Whole other right into it at the moment, studying whole all of that. Subject. But, but when, the, yeah, when you're making the decisions, they, they, your gut will tell you things, your brain tells you things, and your heart definitely tells you things. With those, with those three things, when you're making your decisions, and it includes around the, the technology, the technology might be telling you one thing, but the gut, the heart, the brain, one or all three might be telling you another, don't stop listening to this because you've got the technology telling got the technology you. tell you something no one knows you better than you i don't care what any coach says any doctor any health professional the person that knows you better and than anyone else is you so you you've got all the answers you just need to choose which tools you're going to take to get those answers does that make yeah. sense and you need to trust your instincts and your intuition and you yeah. also need to understand when you're being just lazy or when you're being actually sensible you know and this is what the wellness check helps people do so for those who haven't heard us talk about our wellness check before it's just basically a spreadsheet that you look at every day that ticks off is it eight different areas i think so hydration nutrition sleep uh your stress levels whether you've got any injuries and you're rating yourself on a scale of one to ten now one being you know not so good ten being um, on point and if your hydration and your nutrition and you had a bad sleep and you've been stressed to hell at work and you need to go out and do a really intense long session then that's not a good combination so you might want to shift the days around and so this gives us a a day-by-day -day, uh test if you like a quick one minute test to say yep these are my numbers and ooh, I'm not doing too well today. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uh, a little bit off and my hydration wasn't good and I had a really shitty night and all of this sort of stuff. And then I probably shouldn't go and smash my body on top of it. Now, I, uh, in the past, I used to, if I didn't feel good, I used to go harder. You know, if I, if I had had a couple of drinks the day before, then I'd go and smash myself even worse because I'd been bad. And it's actually a really dumb thing to do because your body's already under stress and you're actually overstressing it on top of the stress. And the number one enemy to performance is stress. The number one enemy of, of everything in life is stress. If we have too much stress in our bodies, our digestion doesn't work properly, our immune system doesn't work properly, our intuitive nature doesn't work properly, our brains don't see everything, it's got tunnel vision, you can't make decisions, all of these things. So we don't want to be adding to the stress levels in our body. We want to be working with it, optimizing our performance. And this wellness check, um, I'll put a link in the show notes or you can uh, contact us to get one of those as well. But that's a really good subjective way, uh, you know, old school, not part of technology, but just a subjective way to test every day. But if your technology, Lise, is, if the technology you've got is doing the job it should, when you test your, when you go through that subjective score, you, if you get it right and you've got in tune with your body and that's the whole point of going through this we want our the people that are working with us and the people that are listening to us to be in tune with their body yeah if you're in tune with it then you got this right and your scores are low your watch should be telling you you need sleep and rest yeah if yep. you if you've if you've scored high then you'll look at your watch and it'll say yeah go run and go and go run hard and that's what the point we want to get where we want to get everyone to is that they're that in tune that they're listening to the body. They don't need the technology, but the technology is just confirming that this is this is this is good. You're doing well. It's better to go and do a yoga session today than go and do a 30k run, maybe. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and or vice versa. It's like, you know, yeah, sometimes it's best like you go out and you do your 30k run because yeah. everything's stacking up as it should. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Neil. That's been a great little subject for the, today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. Just a heads up, guys. Uh, I had the real great privilege um, a couple of days ago of being on. 
uh, Dirt Church Radio. I uh, just want to give a plug to Matt and uh, Eugene over at Dirt Church Radio. Fantastic podcast. Make sure you go and check out that episode that I did with them and also all of their other great guests that they've had on there. I think the guys are brilliant. I'm going to have them on my show shortly, so watch out for that. And, yeah, make sure you go back and check out all the other great podcast episodes that we've done on here. Uh, we've had a couple of great uh, weeks with uh, JJ Virgin last week and Tom Cronin, who's the producer of The Portal, a massive worldwide huge movie coming out very, very soon. Uh, so you don't want to miss out on all that action. And if we can ask you guys a favor, please go and do a rating and review for the show on iTunes. That really, really helps the show get exposure, get a better rating, and all those things are really, really important for the show. So if you enjoyed it and you like what we do and the content that we produce, that's a way that you guys can help support support the show and we'd really really appreciate it and as always if you want to reach out to Neil or I you can reach us um, either via the website just go to lisatarmity.com hit up the contact um, buttons there you can or you can just email me at lisa at lisatarmity.com or neil at runninghotcoaching.com okay all of those things will find us we're pretty easy to reach we're on all the social media at lisa tarmody on instagram uh lisa tarmody on uh, facebook and yeah really easy to find and please reach out to us if you've got any questions or we can help you with your journey we'd love to do that and we'll see you again next week guys thanks neil see you guys see you lisa That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends. And head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.